Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Peter Abraham and Ben Salmon, co-founders at We Are Crank. What a superb name. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, tell us a bit about yourselves and uh, We Are Crank. Okay. So, well, I'm Pete Abraham, otherwise known as at Peter J. Abraham, a bit of a you know social nutcase, so you can find me on there. 20 Years Digital started sort of agency side as a creative, got involved with websites and stuff in 96, so really, really early on. Actually came through sort of direct marketing and data, so, and then moving through into sort of strategy and the delivery side of things before moving into a company called e-consultancy, so I was there really early on. I was the third employee, um, and obviously took that through to sale about two and a half years ago, Mm. so... That's me. Yep. Cool. And uh, Ben Salmon, at Ben Salmon, of course, just like Peter, just as crazy or slightly less crazy. Uh, background in uh, data and technology. And then I moved over to the dark side of marketing, working within agencies, because I realized after working in marketing technology for 10 years, I actually knew nothing about marketing. So I thought I'd actually go and with, work with real marketing people. And uh, Peter and I set We Are Crank Up. We, we've been live for actually about three and a half, four months. We set the business up about a year ago. Yeah. And fundamentally to try and bridge that gap between data people and marketing people to cut through the noise, the faff, the fluff and the buff, whatever that even means, <laughs> to uh, help those people in marketing roles really understand uh, where the opportunities lie within their digital businesses by plugging in data, but presenting it back in, in meaningful ways that they would understand. So not 75,000 slides in PowerPoint or big, big spreadsheets of 200 tabs or even getting them to log on to Google Analytics, but extracting that information, deciphering it and putting it into infographics. I have to ask, where did the name We Are Crank come from? <laughs> okay, well, we're both car nuts. So the obvious thing we wanted to do here was to try and tie into our love of cars, but also work out how can we crank up people's businesses. So hence the word crank. Excellent. And if you're really inappropriate, you can you can look up what crank means on the Urban Dictionary. Okay, I'll do that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so today's uh, today's episode is called "Don't Do Stupid Things." Uh, <laughs> Don't do stupid things. One point oh one and the world of unicorns. And we'll come on to that in a minute. But there's, um, I mean, talk about sort of data and, and marketing. There is a wonderful dichotomy, isn't there, between marketing people and data people that you quote. 
And uh, tell us what that quote is. <laughs> so I think what's quite funny is, and we've all been there, we've all been in that world, but you've got, you've got things that marketing people want and marketing people want to do, and they know data is important, but they don't understand it. And on the flip side, you've got the data people who are able to tell you the statistical significance of an egg and how likely that egg is to cross the road, even the, whether it's attached to the chicken or whether the chicken's about to consume the egg or whether the chicken's about to lay the egg, you've got to ask the right question. And the difficult thing is, is actually trying to translate those two things so that the data people have the right answers, but they can't articulate that in a way that a marketing person would understand. And the marketing people have got the most amazing ideas, but they can't validate that through data. Some of, sometimes it's based on opinion rather than fact. And it's trying to bridge those gaps. I guess the other thing to say is that, um, you know, if you think about some of the bigger brands moving into e-commerce now, you know, they don't always know where to start. So they're not, sometimes you've got marketing people that have, that have moved across and now they're responsible for, for the e-commerce sales side of things. So we were trying to make that, you know, easier for them to understand. So rather than looking at loads and loads of data sheets and graphs and stuff like that, just quick, quickly get to understand, you know, where where those sort of decision points are. Yeah. Do you think sort of clicks and impressions and, and likes are, are a good indicator of engagement? <laughs> well, it depends on how lazy you are. Yeah. So we, we, we don't tend to look at clicks, impressions and likes unless they're direct indicators of sales. So lots of people do like to measure them because they're easy, but because it's easy, it doesn't mean you should. I mean, it's easy for me to go and fill up my car, but if I fill it up with the wrong fuel, then that's the wrong thing to do. Mm. So um, for us, what we try to do is look at outcomes. And if we know that someone has, say, the goal is for someone to purchase or the goal is for someone to sign up to a newsletter or the goal is to refer a friend, what we want to do is look at the me actual measures of engagement for those people. It might be that they... Again, sign up to a newsletter on the site, but it takes them 15 minutes on the site. It might, it might be that they take one minute on the site, but, but at the moment, trying to measure clicks, you know, clicks and certainly impressions are not, not a true representation of an engaged customer. Yeah, so, I mean, how would you measure engagement? Because I know that you have, uh, there's, there's a quote which, which I know that you like, or make the important measurable and, and not the measurable important, which I think was McNamara, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It dates back to the Vietnam era, actually, when he was um, <laughs> very morbidly trying to measure the success of the war and the progress of the war. And his generals were saying, well, what we should be doing is we should be measuring the amount of napalm we do drop. And the actual reality was he was measuring the body bags that were coming back, which is, which is still horrific. Yeah. But it, it was his way of being able to measure where, whether things were progressing. And it's the same thing in marketing, really. It's like, just because I can easily go onto Google Analytics and extract clicks that doesn't mean that those people are engaged. And classically, we get this question of, well, um, can you tell me what, what good engagement looks like? And we'll say, yeah, sure, what are you trying to measure? And we get a response back, engagement. No, 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 I know you want to measure engagement. What are you try? what's the goal, what's the objective? Yeah. Well, to measure engagement, of course. No, not <laughs> to measure engagement. What do you want your customers to do? Oh, um, engage with us? Okay, let's start again. So what are you here to do? Are you here to sell stuff or are you here to just have a lovely, beautiful website with a dwell time per page of, you know, 14 minutes? Yeah. Oh, we're here to sell stuff. Okay, so of the people that bought stuff from you, what do they look like? Oh, that's a good question. So it's always starting with the success metric for us and then, and then mapping that back to engagement and then and then profiling what good behavior versus bad behavior looks like from an engagement perspective. So do people that sign up to a newsletter are they more likely to purchase from you? 
do people that write a review or read a review are they more likely to purchase from you? So having a goal which we've you know we've seen before of of people setting up well it's eight page views and it's three minutes on site. Well, if you're an e-commerce shop that's got a one-click purchase pattern, three page views is bad. If you're a car company that's got a car configurator that's got a 16-page click configuration process, a three-page view is bad. So again, it needs to be it needs mm. to be relevant to your business. And there will be gates, you know, along that kind of customer journey to to purchase whatever whatever that purchase is. Because if you think about it, all roads lead to to kind of a sale at some point. Yeah. So if you can if you can work that that backwards through the journey, then you've got certain gates. If you can attribute a value, a kind of monetary value, even right at the beginning. So what's the value of an email address? You know, if you had five stages, you might then be able to work out what the value is. So that's the kind of thing that we've been looking at. Mm. If, as, if it's not just a, an e-commerce, you know, a straightforward e-commerce sale, which I think eventually everything will, will kind of be that way. So using, um, you know, engagement as a basis, I'm just wondering how you start to think about customer experience. Yeah, so I think it's funny because... Lots of people talk about customer experience out there, whether it's a buzzword or whether it's just in vogue or whether people just think it's an easy thing to put a label on. But for us, it's about what you're actually trying to get the customer to do and how can you make that happen. So, so I have this kind of phrase of well, it's just not it's not a magical answer. It's not like oh great, there's a unicorn. Let's go and let's go and make that unicorn a beautiful thing that we go and sell on the website. Because mm. what you actually what physically you actually doing? What's the actual thing you're creating? Because actually. It's the culmination of all of those things that makes a good customer experience. It's not just, well, we deliver customer experience because we're a customer experience agency. Oh, right. So when the customer goes to the website, they don't see a screen. What they see is a, is a customer experience. Well, no, don't be stupid. They see a website. Great. Okay. And then on the website, what do they see? They see a magic customer experience button, which is this big. It's a big red button. They say, push me. Well, no, of course not. They've got a landing page and then they've got a journey throughout the site. All right, so you don't actually create a customer experience then. What you do is you cre- it's a combination of using data and, and content and the technology to deliver at a scale that makes the difference. But still remembering what, what is the right behavior? What does good look like? And some people confuse customer experience with you know, user experience. You know, customer experience is the whole thing. Mm. So, including the service, so all the service side of things. You know, whether it's verbal, whether it's electronic, digital, whatever you want to call it. You know, you have to take all of that into consideration. You can't just think. You know, naturally everything is digital because it isn't. So I'm just wondering how you know when you're working with clients, how do you sort of go about presenting these results back? I mean, more reporting. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, I tell you I hate what. That word. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what. You know the Google Analytics thing that you never look at, and you know the the presentations that you sit through for four hours every month. How about we just give you some more reports that you won't look at, won't take action of, and, or, and won't won't even read? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So what we've tried to do is shortcut that bit and say, what do people actually want? So they want a list of to dos. But they don't want a list of long, a, a very long list of to-dos. They want the list of the most important things they need to go and do. Yes. So, so what we've tried to do is we've taken the data that we can get access to, typically Google Analytics or Magento. Again, it doesn't have to be those those particular sources, but they're the they're the kind of the most common that are out there. And we uh, for e-commerce, and what we do is we extract the data from that. We analyze what's broken or where the opportunity lies in terms of underperforming media, underperforming content, underperforming campaigns, underperforming journeys. 
And from that, we, pr- we work out what the shortfall in revenue would be. And based on that shortfall in revenue, we will then give them a to-do list of things they need to go and focus on, but specifically in, market- in a marketing language. So rather than saying your potential uplift is a likelihood of 0.8, we will say, well, the thing you need to go and fix is this paid search campaign in this branded category of with these ad words or with these ad word groups. Mm. Um, so that they then have a, a set of things. They Leaving that room, they've got a, a set of tasks that they need to go and complete. So it sounds like a sort of um, list of priorities with the sort of quickest wins first then. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is exactly what it is. And, the, and how you get to priority is based on a monetary value. And that's the key thing for us is being able to you, – you can't argue with the monetary value side of things if you know you – know, if you've got 10 tasks and five of those tasks are of a higher value, then that gives you – it kind of gives you a steer as to which five you're going to concentrate on. Mm. Um, obviously, there's you – know, you, you can cross those across a scale of um, you know, importance or, or difficulty. But yeah, that's, that's what we try to do is to say, well, you know, there's more money if you do these – five high priority things well guys thanks so much for your insights tell us um, how our listeners can find out more about you and more about we are crank so we uh website is we are crank we're on twitter linkedin and we're regularly writing articles about about this exact topic trying people trying to help people better understand what to do and where to do it fantastic well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, the show notes are at the usual place, sitevisibility.com forward slash podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitchers, and we do like reviews. So if you want to give us a review, that would be fantastic because it will help us to uh, grow the audience and help more people. We're looking to answer some questions in upcoming shows, so feel free to email us at podcast at sitevisibility.com or leave a question or a comment on the magic phone line, plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Peter and Ben. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye-bye. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. <laughs>